Could energy management be even more important than time management? I had the chance to speak recently with and learn from two incredible hospitality leaders, Mariana Safer and Sarah O'Brien, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But something that came up in that conversation was the topic of energy management. It's so important to our work as hospitality providers that I wanted to share it with you as a separate episode, so stick around to learn what this means for you and the people that you lead. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. So you mentioned this thing of energy attracts energy, right? And, you know, I'm so curious, how do you get into that state in a way that's productive for you, you know, in your day or in your career more broadly? I have so much to say about this. First of all, I think just to touch on what Mariana was saying, that the forcing yourself or like pushing yourself is a necessary thing that has to happen. I look at it as always a short-term solution because if you think about it, when you force yourself or push yourself, you drain yourself too. So eventually you have to come back and refuel. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the energy, well, first of all, I'm a core energy trained coach and I work within a framework called energy leadership. So as woo as it sounds, it is a like a neuroscience, a science-backed framework that really helps leaders and a lot of leaders. I work with scientists who have embraced this model. I've worked with people in multinational corporations that are, you know, very left brain that still really grasp these concepts and use them in their day to day. So we can bring energy into it, right? Mm -hmm. The way I think when I talk about managing your energy throughout the day, or how do you find ways to feel good in your work? I think of it like a gauge. And so usually what people do is they have a to do list. And they're just like, do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. And they don't think about what things on their to-do list, they get really like, yay, I get to do this. <laughs> this is exciting versus the thing that they're like, oh, you know, and then instead of just recognizing it without judgment and saying like, gosh, I actually really hate spreadsheets or, you know, I really hate whatever it might be. Not saying you have to, you should avoid it or not do it, but kind of being like, okay, these are the things that don't give me energy or fuel me. These are the fuel me. These are the things that do give me energy, right? Or fuel me. And learning how to incorporate more of those things and when you can and delegate the things that don't give you energy when you can. And just paying attention to how you feel during the day. Because what I used to do would be like, Sarah, like, why can't you just be more productive? Like, what is going on? Get your work done. You know, kind of like giving myself a hard time about not completing things and just not thinking about the fact like, well, of course, it's hard for me to complete that task because I find it really draining. And that's okay. Like, Not everybody's going to find the same things. Give them energy as the other person, you know, so... I think it's paying attention to those things, trying to incorporate more things into your day that give you energy and not judging yourself for things that don't. I feel I feel the same way, Sarah. I think that balance between what you enjoy doing and, and don't really love doing is 
really important to have self-awareness around. And as someone who works remotely from home, there are certain strategies that I have. I've hit a wall, I'm going to go walk my dog. Or if you don't have a dog, that's okay. Just get some sunshine. It's proven to reset your brain when you go outside and get some fresh air. I'm a huge fan of meditation. I think even a 10 minute meditation session can do wonders really for your thought processes. So knowing what works for you, I think is really important. And it's okay if that evolves and changes over time too. Mm. Marianne, I'm really fascinated on this on a, a personal level, but I'm also would love your take as a leader in your organization. How do you think about this for your teams and the people that work for you? I think autonomy and flexibility is paramount. I think trusting your team to get the work done and being there as a resource for them as much as possible. That's when I think the magic happens. I think flexibility is super important no matter what stage of life that you're in. You know, if you want to go do a yoga class at five o'clock or at lunchtime, or you need to pick up your child from school, or you have a doctor appointment to get them to whatever the circumstance is, there needs to be flexibility in the workplace. Because making someone sit somewhere from nine to five to me is, is ludicrous. I don't see anybody getting the best output from their employees. And then trusting them, making sure that the team has the tools to do their job and that you know, you're not overworking them, that you're staffing appropriately, that you're keeping them inspired one way or another. I think all those things are really important, but giving them the autonomy to get their job done and not micromanaging. You know, I think in a remote world, these things are so important. I love it, Sarah. What you said really resonated with me because I... Honestly, that's the reason why I'm focused on hospitality daily now is I felt like there was a mismatch when I was a, a marketing leader at technology companies where it felt like the energy is rough and I could push and I could, you know, I think you mentioned the spreadsheet example, like I could push and make it happen, but it wasn't, I wasn't hitting that flow state. And I feel like now in the work I'm doing, I am hitting the flow state and I feel drawn into the work. I'm curious for those listening, how you advise people to think about what is just maybe a hard part of work that just has to be done, you know, like. Nobody likes doing their taxes, but you just, you, you got to do it versus what might be a fundamental mismatch between kind of what you're, you know, wired to do and, and there's more alignment there. Yes. I have some broad ideas around that. It's very hard unless you're talking to an individual to know, right? Like, oh, you're in a mismatched situation <laughs> or not. So let me just repeat the question. So it's how do you know if you're in a mismatched situation or if you just need to kind of balance out your day, right? Yeah. Can I ask you, how did you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the you're a great coach. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think for me, I felt physically drained at the end of a day where I noticed a mismatch between days I was just tired because like I'm physically tired versus there's an energy mismatch. And mm -hmm. I think I noticed some of my colleagues getting a lot of energy from some of the corporate meetings that they were in. And I was just feeling totally depleted. And so it was a little bit of observation. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, I relate to that so much. I remember in the corporate world, I enjoyed so many aspects of my career, but I remember walking into meetings and thinking, wow, that other person is really excited by this. And I feel like I need to fake it a little bit. <laughs> like, 
like I can sort of enjoy this or get the enjoyment, but somebody else I can tell is really enjoying this, right? Oh, that's a really loaded question because I work with people a lot who are in parts of their career where they are questioning that. Like, am I just needing to find more fulfillment in where I'm already at? Or do I need to think about, you know, do I make a change? Which is a whole, like, making a big change is a lot, right? It's not easy. And so there are so many, I would never want to just give someone general advice on a podcast of like, this is how you will know if it's time to make a change, because that that's a lot of pressure or responsibility. <laughs> I think one of the things that it can be a really great guidepost for people as they're making decisions for their life is, am I making this decision? Like if you're thinking about what you want to do, am I making this decision out of fear or am I, is this something that I'm walking towards because I'm excited by it and I'm following something that I really value? Most people make decisions because they're trying to avoid something or they're afraid of the consequence of whatever the decision is that they make. So the more in your life that you can make decisions, they're called value-based decisions, if it's if I'm using a coaching term, versus out of fear you're going to just naturally progress down the path that's meant for you. But it's, it's very hard to do that on your own. Certainly is. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 